Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their career services division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their career services division, Larry Norm, Kim, and Judy, always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, we are continuing our conversation with candidates who will be on the ballot uh, this fall. And so join us in studio is Destiny Wells. She is a Democratic candidate uh, for Secretary of State. So, Destiny, thank you very much for being with us. Oh, it's great to be here. So how's the campaign going so far? It's busy. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, the state of Indiana is a lot bigger when you're in your car trying to crisscross a <laughs> from north to south. Um, now, I do realize that uh, for Secretary of State's nomination, it's a little bit differently because unlike a regular primary where the voters would go to the polls and vote like they will on the first Tuesday in May, you guys actually have a convention uh, coming up where you're, you have to get the delegates on board. and The delegates are picked during the primary, and then they all vote uh, for uh, you at the convention. Uh how is that looking? Are there any other candidates or is it just you for now? So it's just me. We kind of roared loudly when we came out. I wanted to uh, come out sooner, but I came off active duty with the Army in December and we announced in January. I'm reminding everybody I won't be on the primary ballot. I will be um, elected by delegates on June 18th at convention. It's the same day as the Republican convention. Uh, so what is your... Uh, so run for sector. Why, okay, why run for Secretary of State? Surely you could find something much better to do with, with, your, with your time and energy and effort. <laughs> well, I mean, on the hills of 2020, the Secretary of State office has become um, not the sleepy race it was. Across the nation, these races are getting a lot more attention. And with the election division within the office, I felt that it was a great office for me to run for. I have my military background. I'm an attorney. And we can do a better job in Indiana when it comes to voting. And so let's talk about that. Uh, what would you like to see done uh, in the Secretary of State's office when it comes to voting? So uh, we are 46 in the nation in voter turnout for our registered Hoosiers. In 2020, 1.6 million Hoosiers did not vote who were registered. Those could be for a bevy of reasons. It could be apathetic voters because we are gerrymandered to high heaven. Um, it could be lack of access to the polls. And what I want to do as Secretary of State is work on that voter turnout for Hoosiers so that we are more actively engaging in the democratic process and being more um, represented. Uh, how do you get more, 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 how do you get more voters to turn out? There we are actually talking now. Uh, because obviously, like I said, you got lots of things. We have, we have early voting. You can vote like 30 days out uh, before you know, election day. We've got vote centers and the majority of the counties now. So uh, it seems like logistically we've made it easier for people to participate uh, in the process. But at the end of the day, it's the voter who's got to show up and actually cast the ballot. So we have 92 counties, so 92 different situations of voting, and it doesn't resonate with all voters that, hey, some people are having a difficult time voting. Um, and so there are those uh, issues at the county level where counties are engaging it and putting in vote centers and making it more accessible. That is correct. Um, however, we've been gerrymandered over the years. We are a super majority Republican legislature. We are a Republican executive, and a lot of the people who are making these decisions 
Republicans are the ones that have um, advocated for gerrymandering over the years. The current Secretary of State is Holly Sullivan. She was a legislator who helped bring these things through. Before that was Connie Lawson. Before that was Todd Rakita. And so we see... And don't forget Charlie White was in there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about Charlie White. <laughs> um, well, at least the Republicans don't talk about Charlie White. Um, anyway, so we have this uh, line of secretaries of state who have done the opposite as far as um, not enacting or supporting these uh, voter suppression measures. So, for example, uh, Indiana, earliest polling out, um, we close our polls at six. That is the earliest in the country. The only per- other state that um, closes at six is Kentucky. We have a 29 day voter registration deadline. So, a lot of typical Hoosiers don't even start thinking about voting until a couple weeks before the election, but they aren't registered because guess what? Indiana, twice in 2016 and 2018 was found to have violated the National Voter Registration Act. Right now, they're getting sued again. We have these DRE machines, and we can talk about that, but they're already being sued um, by the American Association for the Blind um, because of lack of access. So we can talk all day about how secure voting is, but we have a lot of other things that need pushed back on, and it is healthy in a two-party system to have somewhere in the government landscape, a Democrat, to say, hey, guys, let's be a little bit more honest about what's going on. Our guest on the program today is Destiny Wells. Uh, she is a candidate for Secretary of State. You'll find her on the ballot uh, this fall, provided she wins uh, the party's nomination uh, this June. And so we're talking about her candidacy for Secretary of State, talking about voting, and of course, some other things uh, uh, as well. Uh, one of the things uh, that's also come up in the discussion and, and happened in 2020, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, is the the, the, the absentee voting. Uh, no, 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 no excuse absentee vote in Indiana, you got like 10 reasons if you're going to vote uh, absentee. Some folks say there should be should be less. Some folks say there should be more. Where are you on absentee voting and how easy, difficult it should be? It should be easier. So I used absentee voting when I was uh, deployed in 2016. I voted in the presidential election from Afghanistan. And I felt very secure about that process. And I was happy to have it. So we there was that legislation that went through the legislature that ended up getting, um, luckily, uh, the measures of making absentee even more restrictive or taken out. But there's this idea in the legislature, uh, I've heard it from Representative Wesco, I heard it from the Speaker of the House, that we want Hoosiers to vote in person, that they need to practice responsibility and vote in person. But if you listen to voices, even on the Republican side, like in the Senate Election Committee, they will say, hey, I have um, looked at the the Marion County absentee voting process, the barcodes, the seven figures put into it and funding, and we, I feel confident in this process. And like, let's just be realistic. As a nation, that's where we're moving. We can look to states that eat or even Republican like Utah, that you have an expansive mail-in voting um, program and that you, so there's also this idea of voter confidence, right, that was really brought about through the courts, um, through the Supreme Court and through the voter ID litigation that was started when Todd Rakita was Secretary of State, that we it is the state's responsibility to instill voter confidence. The Republican Party manipulates this idea of voter confidence all the time. And so that is part of the reason of, hey, we need them to vote in person. It's part of it's part of voter confidence. Utah, the Republican state that has their expansive mail-in voting system, they have um, the ability to walk in and witness. Like you can go to a, a deck and watch the process happening. If that is voter if that's not voter confidence, I don't know what is. 
Uh, one of the things, too, that's popped up uh, in the voter uh, voting uh, realm uh, discussion uh, has been Donald Trump's allegation that there was massive voter fraud in the 2020 uh, election. Uh, so people talk about, you know, trucks showing up in the middle of the night with, with, with ballots on it, even though I don't know how the Democrats could cheat and cheat for the presidency and not cheat for the Senate and the House, but that's a whole other issue for a whole other time. Uh, how do you think the 2020 election went, uh, and what are your thoughts on this, 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 the allegations that there was massive voter fraud? So that's very personal for me that when that happened, um, I, I'm from Indiana, I'm from Martinsville, I went to Indiana University as an undergraduate, but I did travel off to Texas and go to UT Law in Austin, and one of our classmates was there on January 6th protesting, um, and we have just kind of watched him unravel and become this advocate for uh, the idea that there was voter fraud, and we've watched him um, file litigation. He is one of the attorneys that has filed um, a group of them that have filed over 50 lawsuits across the U.S. where there was never found to be any voter fraud. I stand by what the court says, and the court has time and time again said that there is no voter fraud. This is an idea that has been um, perpetuated, and it continues to be a wedge issue, and I think that politicians who continue to peddle it are so irresponsible because they are degrading our democracy when they do that. So I am totally on board with the fact that President Biden was duly elected. And I don't know if you saw, but there is a um, pack out of Illa, it's um, ran by Representative Adam Kinzinger. It's called Country First. To be part of the Country First pack as a Republican, you must say that whether you liked it or not, that President Biden was duly elected and that President Trump helped over um, perpetuate January 6th. The current Secretary of State, Holly Sullivan, has went on the record and said she wants nothing to do with that pack. She wants nothing to do with country first. And I find this just really um, frightening, but also really, uh, as a service member of 19 years and continuing to serve, I find it repulsive. Our guest on the program today is Destiny Wells. Uh, she is a candidate for Secretary of State. That's the Chief uh, Election Officer, amongst other things here in the state of Indiana. So we're talking to her as we talk to all the candidates uh, between now and Election Day, both the primary and the general election uh, in the fall. Uh, Destiny, one of the things that has popped up in the in the, in the election discussion uh, has been uh, with absentee ballots, a way to identify who the voter is, whether it's you know the Social Security number, the last four digits, or your driver's license number. Uh, because I always thought it was interesting that uh, in Indiana, you got to show ID when you go vote, but you didn't necessarily have to show ID if you did it uh, via absentee. Where are you on voter integrity with the, with the absentee ballot process? So they ended up with the, the like you said, the um, last four digits. Um, I was assured that we're not going down the road like in Texas, where if you didn't put the... Ex whether it was your, uh, you had to like remember back to when you originally registered, whether it was your driver's license or your social security number, and they ended up kicking back a ton of absentee ballots in Texas. I was really leery that that was going to happen here, and I don't foresee that it will. Um, obviously, every time you ask for additional identification, it becomes um, another, uh, you know, almost hurdle in getting your absentee ballot in. And so a lot of it's like, hey, well, you're going to have these four numbers regardless. That is fine. But the integrity issue that we continually talk about is that um, we can't trust the voter. 
we have to stop being in that mindset where we're talking about not trusting the voter and that the voter is the problem. Instead, we need to look inward. Government needs to be responsible. Government needs to look that it's also the process. Like, for example, integrity. We're using these vo- these VVPAT machines. These are going to be the printers, right, on the DRE, the electronic machines. Indiana is one of only five states where the majority of counties use DRE machines. CISA with the federal government has says, said that these machines are actually one of the biggest threats to the election process, whether it be calibration issues, whether they be susceptible to hacking. Yet we continue to use these machines. And then we want to talk about, uh, like Secretary of State Sullivan wants to talk about all of the measures, all the superfluous layers of security on top of these machines. Let's talk about the real problem. The problem are the machine, the problems, the machines. Why are we still using these? We are behind the times. And we're always saying like, look how far we've come, but we don't acknowledge how far back from the start line we we start we're starting right and that is where the integrity issues really for me as secretary of state i want to focus on i want to use the best practices when it comes to voter security and we need improvement uh, what are your thoughts on voter id Okay, so I just tell people that ship sailed. <laughs> <laughs> we are using voter ID. The, the The thing is, is what type of voter ID are we using? We are one of seven states that use uses restrictive voter ID. What does that mean? That means that it is a government-provided ID with a photo, um, whether it be passport, license, um, your public university ID. We could expand what types of ID that we provide, and I would rather look at that than what is going on across the aisle. We haven't mentioned him, but one of the Republicans Republican candidates is Diego Morales. Diego wants people to bring their birth certificate in on top of their license to prove that they're citizens. That is not the direction we need to go. That direction's just going to end up in litigation, and it's just silly. Um, but it, but uh, it's interesting because uh, you, you mentioned Diego Morales uh, and Holly Sullivan, also uh, Dave Shelton, uh, who's a Knox County clerk, who's also running. Uh, the, Dave Shelton is Knox County clerk. Uh, Hal Sullivan is the incumbent. Uh, Morales has some, he worked for the Secretary of State for a while ago, and then also worked for the Pence administration. So they all bring unique skill sets. What does Destiny Wells bring to the table as Secretary of State? Obviously, you're an attorney, which score one for the good guys. Uh, <laughs> and you uh, also have military experience as well. But uh, what uh, election type experience do you bring to the table? Well, so my military experience is 19 years. I'm a lieutenant colonel, and I'm a military intelligence lieutenant colonel. So I've had a top secret clearance for the last 15 years. I've been dealing in the field of security. Um, I, in my spare time, I am in national security organizations um, that, like, uh, one, for example, I met through my um, network with Mayor Pete Buttigieg and the Democratic Party chair, Mike Schmoll. That's kind of why I'm here today is part of that network and where we keep abreast of the best practices when it comes to security. I'm going to be on an election security panel with a Georgia Secretary of State um, candidate here in the near future. So I bring that. And then as far as an attorney, I wasn't any attorney. I was a government litigation attorney. I represented Department of Correction as a deputy attorney general under Curtis Hill. I can work with Republicans. I can work under Republicans. And I think probably the biggest thing is, is that, look, I'm from Martinsville. My entire family is Republican. I am like the the black sheep in the family. And that is fine. And I have the ability to be um, bipartisan when it comes to working across the aisle, because I have been in the military since my my entire adulthood, right? We have a vast, uh, a bevy of 
views in the military, but you work together anyway, and you bring out the best in each other. And that's what I want to do on the heels of the pandemic. I do not want to be out there scaring voters. That is not what this is about to me. So I bring that is above all else or uh, above all what is best about me as a candidate. I'm not going to be just, uh, you know, I, I get people like, oh, you're a Democrat. I can't talk to you. No, come here. Let's talk. This office is great for me to run for in particular because it's not a legislative office where I'm trying to, you know, change your opinion. I am safeguarding your opinion and it's very likely that we don't agree, but that's okay because I will make sure that your opinion is heard whether I like it or not. Jesse Wells with us for a few minutes on the program today. Uh, a couple other things real quick before we wrap up here. Uh, obviously, the Secretary of State is the Chief uh, Elections Officer of the state, but also do some other things. They do securities, uh, fraud, and uh, they also do business licensing uh, as well. And also, they deal with car car dealers. Uh, anything in the, on the three areas that you think the state could do better or maybe needs to do differently? So, the, a, a lot of these services, the um, interface for Hoosiers is through um, the internet and through their websites. They are so clunky. Um, uh, the campaign finance website, the worst. So, we need to increase transparency with government by bringing those up to date. Um, also, you know, like InBiz, I get it. There's the Secretary of state's office that kind of kicks off the process. So the agencies, you you can see where a lot of the programs have dropped off, where like, for example, protecting seniors um, from fraud, that program dropped off. If you look to the S Secretary of State's uh, website for securities, they haven't um, updated their website since last year. Their programming is labeled for millennials, like that's the young generation. I'm a millennial. 41-year-olds are millennials. What are you doing for, the, for young Hoosiers that are just getting out of high school and, and need to know how to manage their money. And then with crypto and those topics coming up, we need to be better educating Hoosiers and more accessibility. I've, and we just need to to bring everything up to speed. It, it, is, it is very old and it is not user-friendly. Um, oh, and then one other yeah, thing, sure. Abdul. My, uh, how about this? So in biz, we, uh, I'm going to advocate for, um, advocate for cannabis. Is it marijuana legalization? Yeah. Secretary of State's office, what can we take um, uh, in that process when it's legalized? It will eventually get there, right? I mean, there are 37 other states. Eventually, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, final question for you. Uh, obviously, uh, it's a midterm election. Uh, midterm elections, the tradition has always been, if there was a party that is not in the White House, uh, Indiana uh, you know, leans Republican at the very least. How does a Democrat compete for Secretary of State in a Republican environment these days? Well, it's back to our initial topic of those 1.6 million Hoosiers that don't vote. Um, there is going to be a turnout issue for Democrats across the state in 2022. And that's why I am working um, with other people who are running to make sure that we are getting Hoosiers out to vote. I'm working with the colleges, making sure that they have um, a better plan to vote. Um, over the years, we've taken the vote centers off the campuses. I mean, they were pretty successful in voting voting for President uh, Obama in 2008. So those voting centers were removed, right? And looking at those um, issues of getting turnout, of turning out Democrats. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been Destiny Wells. Uh, she is the Democratic candidate uh, for Secretary of State. Destiny, thank you very much for being with us. We'd love to have you back on the program real soon. I appreciate it. 
This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.